Welcome to the Garden Life Marriage Podcast, where we discuss practical principles and relationship goals. I'm John. And I'm Jocelyn. And today we are talking about intentionality. So today, as you mentioned, we're talking about intentionality. Um, We're going to talk about intentionality when it comes to family goals. Uh, Just to give you a little lay of the land, you know, praying together, we're going to look at priorities. We're also going to look at being intentional in our protection. Be intentional. That's Travis Scott. Is that Travis, how you see? That's not Travis Scott. Who I is that? Know, see. Oh, that's Jack, Travis Green. Jacking up somebody's song. Oh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to be intentional about who you know what you're talking about. Okay, so as we What's talk about... What's on your about, list first? Intentional let's, what? Let's start with uh, the family goals. The family goals. I knew you was going to start with that one. And early on, the family, which is me and you. Yes. So, family goals. So, in in the beginning of our marriage, well, for those who do not know, I am, I've been in the financial industry for quite some time. Quite some time. Hmm. And I was in it when I met my dear husband. In the first year of our marriage... He said, we need to get on a budget. We need to get out of debt. And here's what I'm going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And I said, how dare you? It was Dave Ramsey. Tell me. Not Gordon. The person. <laughs> Dave Ramsey. In finance, what you're going to do and was, how we're going to do it. I was ready to snowball. So... Because I was not intentional in communicating how I felt about our family goals and how we were going to get there, I did the. I'm I'm telling on myself. Let me let me get there. I um. I said to myself, "Oh, he wants to try to get out of debt and not include me, who's in finance and the plan on how to do it. I will show him." And then I went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, I, I took a flight with Kept with your girlfriend. With my girlfriends to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And stayed for a week. Which did not solve anything because I just added to the debt that we were trying to get out of. Uh but ultimately what we've discovered years later is that we not only needed to be intentional about what the common goal was for the family, but how we were gonna get there. How are we gonna get there together? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then not just tell me you're gonna put me on the budget and I can't spend no money. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're gonna do. Well, I realize my way of going about things can be a lot more strict than you're willing to go along with. And that's part of the growth that we've had. It's all right, this is what I wanna do. I like to go at this pace, but what pace are you comfortable at? Yeah. And sometimes the roles are reversed where you might want to do something quicker than I want to do it. And I'm like, no, I want to think about it longer and kind of really troubleshoot and figure out what might go wrong. Okay, if this happens, how are we going to do, how are we still going to make it work? But in that case, yeah, what I realized was I didn't explain it well enough. I didn't get your buy-in. I just felt like, hey, I have a plan. And I think at that time you were still all about the notepad. I wrote it out. Yes, the notepad never fails. Wrote it out. but This is why we have to be intentional about not only the plan, but how we plan. 
because I think that was where we we kind of strayed away because you were big on your Excel sheet or whatever Mac has. I don't know. And I'm like, good old paper and pen has never failed me yet. So being intentional, not only about just family goals, being intentional about, I guess, outlining what the goal is for the family first. Making sure we're in agreement on it. And then how do you get there? At what pace are you willing to go? Yeah. And that um, learned you something. Yeah, it helped. But it helped us here years down the line when we decided to buy the house that we have. Yes. Because this was a whole other process that involved us coming oh. together <laughs> and making sacrifices. Because the whole process took about a year. You know what I thought what I thought about? Remember when I had that beat up uh car and um it was breaking down and they told me that that it was it was no no way to save it and um the Nissan? I didn't see I didn't want to put them out there. But well, since you did, I would have the people know there was over two hundred thousand miles on that car. Yeah, it wasn't beat up because of them. So it was it was it was a faithful car. And we took it to the dealership, and and they said we can't we can't go any any longer. You need a brand new engine. And so you were like, "Are you ready to buy a new car?" And I said, "But I just filled up the gas tank." Mm-hmm. You remember? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and if you would have pushed me, I would have bought a new car, but then been resentful. But because we were intentional about okay, we need a new car. Well, I need a new car. That was the goal. <laughs> but how we're going to get there is once I ride my car out on E, then I'm willing to trade it in. So, I mean, that along with the, the house buying process is definitely we've definitely been more intentional about making sure that our common goals line up, how we get there line up, that our pacing lines up and that we're both intentional about sticking sticking to the goal. Yeah, I would say the biggest takeaway from that is just uh, being in agreement because it makes everything easier. And for anyone who's wondering, we we are doing Dave Ramsey. Many years later. Yes. We talked about it, slowed it down. (laughs) So she's not bucking the system. (laughs) What about intentionality in prioritizing? Um, I would say for me, I have to be intentional about prioritizing you when it comes to work. Um, because the way that I'm wired, if I have something to do, I want to do it and do it to completion and then just, just get it off my plate. So because of the nature of my job, I could literally work all day, all night and all weekend mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't have a problem with it because to me i can start just checking those boxes off and getting the job done and so for me it's i can keep going 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 and i probably would if you didn't tap me on the shoulder every now and again and be like okay let's, let's you go. might try but i don't know if your body would let you Mm-mm-mm. see i know you guys can only hear what's going on you don't get to see her sometimes she's having to wear a hand brace because okay. her hand is sore let's calm down got an ergonomic mouse 
ergonomic keyboard. Everyone has ergonomic mouses and keyboards. A gel pad under the keyboard, <laughs> a gel keypad. You know how these people think I'm propped up by sticks? <laughs> I don't know, almost. Anyways, I've learned to prioritize you over the work assignments, over the need to complete, you know, a task because you're just you're just more important. Yes, you need to prioritize me as your spouse, but also prioritize yourself over the job. I think that's sometimes a conversation we're having. There's always going to be work there tomorrow. Oh, the shade. And the reality of it is if for some reason you just could not do the job, they're going to find someone else. Who can. <gasps> How dare you, sir? That's just the reality of it. So you can't just work yourself. Just work, 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 burning both ends of the candle. You got to get those breaks. Uh, for me, when I'm looking at prioritizing you, I know one of the areas you're big on is acts of service. And there are a lot of services that are easier for me to get done for you, be it gassing up the car, getting the car washed. But the one you like to keep coming back to is me cooking you some uh-huh. food. Uh-huh. And so we've tried some of these um, like Home Chef and things like that, those types. And they've worked out pretty well, but I know that's that's big for you. And even times when I'm, I might not even be hungry, but I fix it for you and with, with you in mind. Knowing, okay, this, is, this fills up her love tank. So let me do it with the right attitude and plate it, bring it to her. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for making mm. me a priority. See a big smile on her face. I'm not smiling no more. Mm. I'm going to start grilling you the next time. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scoffing like this is all you got. What's that? <laughs> I'm not touching on that. <laughs> So when we look at uh, being intentional, intentionality and protection and protecting each other, what is mm. that? What does that look like? Um, protecting. Well, that's a good segue for prioritization and protecting because I'll still prioritize you outside of our marriage and protect you because I never, I never want to dishonor you. Uh, when you're not around. So, and, and I operate like this in my relationships outside of marriage as well. I never want someone to be able to say, oh, you won't believe what Jacqueline said about you when you weren't around. Mm-hmm. So I carry that outside of, out of our home. Like I don't, I don't dishonor you. I don't say things about you that I would not say to you. Yeah. So I don't want, I don't, I hear sometimes people say like, oh, marriage is such a drag and all oh, so this and so that. And I don't chime in because I feel like that would be dishonoring you knowing that at our foundation, we're still best friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to dishonor my best friend for the sake of someone else nodding along to whatever they have going on. So I make it a point to um, not run your name in the mud, not, you know, discredit you and whatever issues that we have this is not to say that we don't you know talk to other people about them we do but you already know like okay I'm going to go talk to this person about such and such so for us it's I guess protecting our marriage 
So I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I, I say when I'm at work or away from you is I'm the same at work as I am at home. And, and what I, I don't have two versions where there's one way I'll act when you're not around and one way I'll act when you are. Yeah. Uh, it's always the same as if you were there. So the same type of jokes, same type of demeanor. I mean, if you're there or not, I mean, it's just the same type of respect. It's not one of those type of deals where, you know, a work wife or something crazy like that. Yeah, I think protecting outside of our marriage when it comes to like employees or friends is easy. I think it gets a little bit more challenging when it comes to family. Mm. Um <laughs> Because I don't know if you remember, we were talking with one of your brothers, mm-hmm. and I was explaining to him how we used to um, have the kids, when they were younger, toddlers, um, locked in from the inside so they couldn't, when they wake up in the mornings early, we'd be able to get to the room and hear them so they wouldn't be out opening doors wandering around. And I remember telling your brother this, one of your brothers this. And he was like, so y'all locking babies in the room? And I was like, no, <laughs> we're not locking babies in the room. And I was looking to you like, you remember what I'm talking about? And you're like, well, you said, I, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember that. And I was like, are you implying that I am telling a story, sir? And then after we left, and I was like, what was the name of those devices that we used? And it was the knob covers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, remember the knob covers? And you was like, oh, yeah, I do remember. But to me, I was like, well, I know you didn't remember back then, but where was the protection back then? You got me out in these streets looking like I'm just locking babies in the room. So the issue was me not remembering it at the time made you feel like I was calling you a liar. I think it was more what your your comment was. Instead of saying, like, I don't know, or I don't know, I don't remember, it was more like, I don't recall that. Mm. I was just like, like, I'm just making up stories about locking babies in the room. Which, for the audience, we did not lock babies in the room, just so we're clear. No, anybody with kids knows you got to have those special doorknob door covers. Or else you had a kid. Well, they know just- now. You got amnesia then. They'll open up those doors and be running around the house long before you're ready to get up. But, I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, and I think we've we've gotten better at that. It's yeah. All of this we've gotten better at. It's yeah. like, all right, you come, you talk to me about that. Okay, I see it from your perspective now where, okay, I see how that came across as if I, I might have been implying, uh, she don't know what she's talking about or I don't know what she's talking about. That's just crazy. <laughs> And when I'm able to see it from your perspective, then, okay, next time, I'm looking for it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, also, when we went to the family gathering with uh, my, I think it was our, my family's Thanksgiving or Christmas, and one of my siblings was just talking. Getting on your case, huh? Real crazy. I was getting on your case about something. I remember <laughs> that. And I could tell that. The way they were getting on your case, it was taking you from a place of just being happy, uh, Thanksgiving, holiday time. It's always a, one of the most happy, happiest times of the year for you. Yeah. For them to be getting on your case, I could tell it was bringing you down. And so I just, I just called you and just said, hey, come, come over here. Come sit with me. And in doing that, what I was really saying is I'll keep you protected over here Yeah. so that you don't have to hear what they're talking about. Yeah. Because I didn't think they were going to come 
sit beside me and mm-hmm. continue to talk the same stuff. So it's just looking, you can say looking out for each other. Yeah. In that way. And 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 I did feel protected. I think that I, yeah, I definitely felt protected. I remember that moment distinctively because it was like going back to my safe place. Mm. So while you were in a sense protecting me from, you know, a family situation, we also have to protect our relationships from family situations because a lot of times when we're going through struggles, we can share with our with our family members like you won't believe what this person did. And they're for us. Like they've been with us the longest. So if I go in like you won't believe what John did, da 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 immediately now they're building up a tolerance of, you know, let's build up this wall so that way the next time he does this he can go and be out you know out in the streets um but they don't they don't see that you guys have kissed and made up at the end of the night yeah but but the protection that you were supposed to have wasn't there because now your family is trying to protect you your family is like you don't need to take this you don't need to put up with this you can do better blah 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 so it's just choosing what to share, when to share, and making sure that the other person is involved because part of protecting your relationship is not having having everybody in your relationship. Very true. Um, Very true. My, I don't, yeah, I don't think my family has once tried to, no, I take that back. <laughs> Because I remember, and this was my fault, because me and my, my, my family are, are super tight. I remember when we first got married, I was like, of course, of of course, of course, my siblings will all have keys to our house. I remember that. You want everybody to have a key. Of course. Be able to come over whenever they wanted to. One team, one dream. And you were like, no, they're not not a part of this team. No. (laughs) They're on a different team. We, we, We get together, but this is a different team. If everybody has keys to the house... How can we handle grown folks' business? <laughs> Never know when somebody's gonna come busting in. <laughs> can't have that. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> um, I want to go back to one of the ways to be intentionally connecting. Um, because we did talk about praying together, and. So for for us, I think I tried to have it too um, rigid in the beginning because mm. I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna pray together, you know, every day, and that probably lasted probably not even a month because it can become such a ritual ritual that yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Um, but what has worked better for us, and we don't have like a specific time of, of when we do it, but just be intentional about praying together. Um, meditating on the word together um, and really reading devotionals together, being de- reading devotionals together, being intentional about, you know, growing together. Yeah. Um, being, being intentional about listening to podcasts and, you know, different teachings together. So that way we are, we are both being fed the same um, and intentionally changing our marriage and moving it into the direction that both of us are in agreement on because prayer makes us so vulnerable Mm -hmm. at that time. 
um, I think that intentional connection is what really can build a strong foundation for any, really any relationship. I agree. I think anybody you pray for on a regular basis, you grow closer to. You be praying you grow on me, boo. Closer with. Yeah, you grow closer to. Yeah, I pray for you. Pray for you all the time. Um, even in in terms of connecting, I just checking in with you. I mean, yeah. knowing that the job can be stressful, but just thinking about you throughout the day and just saying, "Hey, let me let me check in, see, okay, how's it going over there? Do you need a phone call or?" Do you need to come over to where I'm at for lunch? So you can just get out of that environment and just have a time to uh, decompress during the day. And those intentional reach outs are everything. Glad everything to hear it. Glad to, to hear it. The last one that I have is intentionally dating. But I want to make a note before we talk about intentionally dating. Our next episode of Intentional Communication will be airing Um, on our Patreon platform for our green thumbs out there who would like to be a part. We will make sure that we include our link in the bios on YouTube and in Instagram and also on our website as well. So stay tuned for that. Intentional communication will be what we discuss next week. Intentional dating. I think that's a good time to add our kiss and connect a dating tip for this week or dating assignment or dating activity for this week journal together Mm -hmm. this was actually an idea that um we got from another couple that we were traveling to visit and i thought why that'd be something cool if we if we did that just as a couple together just find different um topics to journal about not every day because we just I, I just can't be that committed like that. But maybe on a weekly basis, just finding something to journal about, to write about, to discuss. Because, again, it's being intentional to grow in our marriage, in our relationship together. But even as you're talking about the journal, I'm thinking about the book we have. That's what, well, I guess, 15 years old now. Where we just Who's write that? one-liners in it. Oh, yes, because yes, that's yes, the, the type of journaling paper. I think that people will really like. Yes. So if this is a type of it's, it's actually a journal, but we're not writing down paragraphs of mm-hmm. information. These are one liners, just things we found funny. Only to ourselves that yeah, no one knows. A would bunch get. of inside jokes. <laughs> and then over the years, I mean, we'll go back and look at it because we dated. So what were we talking about in 2007? And you just go through and look at these one-liners. Okay, what was going on in 2012? I would encourage that. Yeah, that that was cool. Yeah, so that is a different form of journaling. I think that does work best for us is that every time you and your significant other, I mean, if you're already married, you you probably already have one-liners and things that you can put down in your journal. Inside jokes. Inside jokes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that you just write down in your journal and then I would say on an anniversary or birthday or whatever just just break, break it open and review it see what's in there because it's hilarious <laughs> and then and I also think that it works as an intentional mm-hmm. reminder because when you're upset with your significant other sometimes you can be like why do I even bother but then you have a book to remind you yeah. of the fun that you guys have 
That's right. The hilarious moments that you guys share. Happy times are here again. <laughs> Happy times are here again. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one of the one-liners that we we have. I'm going to give you guys some background on that. Okay, so uh, this was, what, 10 years in our marriage, probably? Yeah, I don't know. That. 10 years in our marriage, we were broke. I mean, broke, broke. Like It had to be further back than that because we came here in 2013. So it wasn't 10 years ago. This was 2008. 2008, because the market crashed. Around that 8, what? 9, 10. Yeah, 9, 10. So mind you, I'm in in the finance industry. We just moved. We were broke. Broke, broke. And we were going to the food stamp office. And we were sitting down, and you were like, two college-educated individuals. That's right. In line. This Get is the American steps. dream. American dream. And happy I was like, this again. is not the time to joke. And you were like, happy times are here again. I'm like, hey, I might as well <laughs> joke now. I'm going to joke later too. Couldn't do nothing else about it. But one-liners like that and, and little like different memories that you guys may share. Just put those in your journal. Let that be your date yeah. night idea. Reflect on that. Yeah. I got a, a secondary part to that story. I remember us being in the welfare office, and they it must have been the summer because they. I remember the AC not Air working. Air was out, yeah. And the people that worked there got off the elevator complaining, I can't believe the AC's not working. And the irony for me was they were still coming to work. <laughs> and they had a whole line of people there unemployed trying to get food stamps, and they were complaining the AC didn't work. And I was just thinking, man, everybody in this line would probably trade places with you at this point perspective yeah yeah it's perspective being intentional you know that's another one being intentional about keeping the right perspective in your marriage that's true very true well, look at you wrapping it up go ahead we already gave y'all too much <laughs> <laughs> all right to our patreon supporters we will see you next week on our patreon platform to discuss intentional communication to um, the rest of the audience, we will see you next month to uh, pick up on our Marriage Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, guys.